This is Pops in a Pod with Nadir Pop and Peter Pop. Episode seventy, lockdown, one year later. Can you imagine it, Nadir? It's been over a year since we first went under lockdown. Yeah, I mean, a year, and you know, honestly, Peter, I was just having a chat with my wife, and we were just trying to. Realize, uh, just trying to figure out rather that who is the more adaptable amongst us, and clearly I came on top. I'm far more adaptable to these kind of situations. So, honestly, if last year in March, if you were to tell me how are you going to survive this, I would have been a little worried as to you know how would I survive this because we are all social you know beings and we like going out or whatever it is. I think I've managed pretty well in in that one year, and I've got used to this new normal. uh which was a term that was thrown around quite a bit in the last 5 6 months so it's gone off well and uh, my god so many learnings peter don't you think yeah i mean while i was looking back and actually you know a year ago we started doing the quarantine catch ups and one of the first things i realized while listening to those episodes is that how different both of us sound and uh, yeah it's been a huge learning curve because i mean we started recording remotely not by choice and have kind of you know become a little more adept if i may say at recording over zoom not both of us but also with guests and the fact that you know when you tell people that hey you know we're recording and stuff they're like oh yeah zoom sure so it's become just like a normal thing now just like you know using a smartphone or whatsapp no absolutely peter because life has to move on and we we i think we are so thankful for technology um during this time and you're absolutely right you know virtual conferences um, portals like zoom and google meets and microsoft teams and what not right they they're just like out there and they've become i think the most important aspect of your life today nothing can be done without it like even at work all all my calendar invites have these virtual meeting links attached to it even even when we do our our calls with guest uh, either for recording or just general catch up we we are constantly throwing these calendar invites with the meeting link option right and and now it nowadays it's become normal for people to just message you just a few minutes before the meeting and say hey you didn't send me that link which was unheard of in in like the last one year and you really want what link right earlier i remember we we would have to call the it team hey have a look at this check your internet chal raha hai can you show me how it's done how do you mute unmute uh, how do i get in more people onto the meeting make sure everything is in place show me how do i share my screen now it's just like my four and a half year old knows how to do it you know it's become so important uh, and it's just not work you know peter it's it's social engagement like what we are also doing right now correct yeah you know nadir i still remember earlier in the calendar invites people would put location which was an actual physical location and you had to look it up on google maps but all of that is kind of you know out the window now but you know having said all of that right while it's been so convenient that you know you just get out of bed switch on your laptop and you're starting working you don't really know when it all ends right because it's normal now for you post work hours someone to send you a calendar invite say 7 8 pm 9 pm which earlier no one would ever do right no one would call you for a meeting at 8 or 9 pm uh in the evening in person uh 
and that i think has become so common right now and again because you know everyone's at home uh, there's no traffic there's no logistics to deal with the meetings just run into hours and some of it is kind of enroaching on your personal time and even worse in your sleep time right yeah peter i think sleep has become such an important commodity now in the last one year i mean you would assume that people are getting more sleep and in even in our previous episode when we spoke to dr uh, manveer bhatia um where we spoke that how india is is so badly sleep deprived and she also said that she has started getting so many cases in the last one year because of the lockdown because the cycle has completely changed because people just don't understand when to switch off uh work and get into the personal space and we learned something very important that you can't just hit the bed and sleep will come to you right like your body just knows that you're lying horizontally and yes okay chalo this guy wants to sleep uh you need to unwind so there's this whole unwinding process which we were completely like unaware of we didn't know what this unwind is we we just went to the point where we felt so tired that we couldn't even keep our eyes open and then we tried to go to sleep and obviously people struggle i believe you also uh, had your problems with uh, with sleep during the lockdown correct yeah yeah i mean it it took me a while and i think for me more than anything it just came by surprise because it wasn't like the initial few weeks of lockdown it was a month or so after that where i started having problems with my sleep and i just couldn't understand and uh good old google kind of helped me there but uh i did find a few solutions in there yeah so i discussed it in one of the quarantine catch ups that we did last year but uh yeah it's it's kind of strange how we've come so many months ahead and you know we've learned so much more from back then no uh, absolutely and i think uh, th- this this phase has been so important for people also to learn for themselves and sleep being one of them because eventually you have to understand the importance of sleep and you have to give it time right i, I was uh, reading this article in fact peter i think you had only shared it where it said that um, you know your life is is a tripod um, and uh, there are three aspects to your life uh, food exercise and sleep but we we constantly ignore sleep and one day that stool is going to fall over because we are not giving enough time to sleep and i think in this one year we've we've recognized the importance of that and i just hope that um at least we will continue to um, you know appreciate that and respect the sleep but hopefully our listeners will also understand you know how vital uh sleep really is and i mean for kids obviously it comes to them naturally because they're these tiny little human beings running around they tire themselves out and this is drop and 12 hours they they are knocked out obviously except for my my daughter who just keeps whining through her sleep so i get broken sleep in any case it doesn't really matter what the lockdown has done but yeah kids kids have also been uh quite a revelation for us in the last hour near peter yeah i don't think prior to this i had spent more than 5 6 hours at a stretch maybe okay if you're counting sleep time but it's been like a unique situation where for my son 24/7 he's been with my wife and me like every waking hour every waking minute he's been with us and i'm telling you like there's so much that you kind of learn from them that you previously didn't know and then you start like observing all these minute things 
but uh, the initial challenge of course last year was just kind of keeping them engaged right because all the time we were you know either dropping him off to the play school the daycare picking him up you know that whole routine just completely went out of a toss and while at that time your routine of work still continued so it it was kind of like you know you're running forward and backward at the same time so ending up in the same place but that was i think the toughest couple of weeks which was the initial part of the lockdown because we just didn't know what was happening right no you're right peter but when when you say toughest couple of weeks like what did you find tough like did parenting suddenly just hit you or you realize that oh my god there are so many more hours in a day and i'm not sure what to do with those many hours with obviously in respect to my my kid and me well i mean it's just kind of like i said right because you've never spent that much time at a stretch with your kids at all right i mean i'm sure it's the same with you and now suddenly you are spending i mean weekends barring weekends but you suddenly now content and you're the only person there right it's no house help no in-laws nothing and while you're trying to now tend so you're playing multiple roles at the same time you're also playing the role of the nanny you're also playing the role of the cook you're also playing the role of the parent and you're also playing the role of the employee at work right so you're showing up in so many different ways all at the same time and each part you're literally being stretched out right so i think getting used to that and try and figuring out a right kind of balance that for me really was the tough part so peter i want to take you up on on the support system because i have been very fortunate to be living with uh, my parents so that support really came through during the lockdown period um my parents and my daughter are very close in any case right but it's during these times that you'd really appreciate any extra hands that that you might require and the domestic help situation obviously um didn't improve for a good 3 odd months like we we did not see any help enter the society and enter our homes uh for a good 3 months and we were all just helping each other out so um you know the wife and i were in the kitchen uh, either doing the dishes helping with the uh, food obviously the the entire uh, cleaning of the the house all of it right and um in that case what i really like is the fact that even our daughter started noticing that we are doing so much housework that even she wanted to be a part of it so there were definitely learnings but it came at a price and i think the the price was the the physical and mental um burden um which is that of parenting and there's so many articles that also we've read in the last one year peter together as to how you know parents especially mothers are finding this this situation so stressful where they have to take care of the child engage them manage their work and manage you know the homes and as parents we felt it directly because it it was happening even while i was in a meeting either trying to close a deal i'm constantly finding myself doing something else also uh, you know on the parallel whether it's uh, you know putting dirty laundry in in the machine or washing dishes or preparing my daughter's meal you're constantly doing multiple 
things that are directly or indirectly related to you or the child so yes it was it was really really tough but peter i think there was another aspect also to it i mean both of us have young kids they're four years old um how do you introduce your children to the concept of a lockdown and and coronavirus and the masks and all i think that went off pretty smoothly right don't you think i mean that's a nice interesting contrast yeah i mean to be honest uh, we were so used to taking our son out to the park so trying to explain to him uh, that you know you can't go out and you know police will be there and stuff like that that was the only way we could kind of scare him but you know initially it was tough to kind of get him to wear a mask and first of all to find a mask kid size right so but you know what worked honestly is we went to a nearby store and this is of course much after you know the unlock and all of that happened they started making these cute like kid masks and my son right now his current obsession is spider-man so we found a spider-man mask for him and it's become you know one of those things now that every time we put on our shoes and are get getting ready to leave he's like my spider-man mask i'm not wearing my mask so it's been such a change over this entire year from you know if you're trying to figure out how to put a mask on him to now him instinctively reaching out for a mask or reaching out and telling us that you know your mask is falling off your nose so i can't believe how much he's been learning and observing over this last year and i think it couldn't have started at a better time because kids learn at a very young age and hopefully they'll they'll remember uh, i don't know about if they'll remember this for life but they'll remember this aspect because masks are, are not going away anywhere in 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 the coming future at least at least in the in the next few years neither uh, a sanitizer and now it's become a part of their their life right uh, i mean i think this must be the story in every single house if you go out to buy groceries or uh, you know to pick up something from from the nearby store or whatever it is right and if uh, you know you happen to take your child along as well you enter the house the first thing and it just comes so naturally the first thing you do is go wash your hands right um don't touch anything don't touch your face don't touch your eyes go wash your hands and you know then do whatever you want remove your mask if it's a cloth mask and you put in the wash if it's uh, um one of those disposable masks that can be worn a couple of times then you you hang it outside and air it out or whatever it is right like, can you imagine like these things have become a part of your life we are looking at it you know in a in a mid 30s but these kids are, are are experiencing it at the at the age of 4 and it will be it will always be a part of it so sometime in their future if the whole aspect of mask comes along again i don't think they'll find it weird i i think they'll be like what we're still using the same mask that our parents were using uh, <laughs> where are the fashionable ones i believe mean, yeah, give rise to that whole fashionable mask and i don't know for me it was a little over the top and absurd but you know one more thing since we're on the topic of our kids right one thing that actually they will also not forget uh, from this year is the aspect of online school i mean i've i've been in a way i'm saying lucky that i didn't have to deal with that also because my son is now in this coming june going to be joining school 
but we've done a few calls sometimes while uh, your daughter was also attending online school oh yeah that was that it still is not was it's still very much part of our life like my daughter experienced schooling for the first time in her life sitting at home which is great you know because uh, my daughter is learning i'm also learning on the side as to how you go about teaching four and a half year old simple arithmetic concepts or you know basic numbers or language how to put words together colors and just general you know life uh, situation uh, lessons it's very interesting my worry is that what if these kids have become so used to the fact of online schooling that tomorrow when physical school does start and it will it has to i mean for everyone's sanity it has to uh, what if they don't I, get used to that i i i can hear all the parents at this point like yes yes chanting along with you it has to it has to no it it has to i'm i'm one of those and uh, you know peter uh, your son will be starting school this year sometime in june july so uh, i mean i really do hope and pray that he gets to he gets to go to a physical school because the socializing is so important for these children this is the best time for them to interact with children of their own age and understand uh, you know how other children react uh, but it's all happening virtually and all they get to see is a is a face right and and probably like a window and th- that's been a bit of uh, a concern for me as well that how will these kids acclimatize to going to a physical school after one year of being taught at home and the school has done a great job i can assure you that because i can see such a massive difference in in my in my daughter's vocabulary and you know her math skills and uh it's like a proper school so no issues with that but yes from if you look at it from my perspective it is very painful because i cannot set up calls between 10:30 and 12:30 because that's her school period so i can i can do individual work right that i need to sort whether it's emails or managing sheets contacts whatever that is right that i do uh, in in my individual capacity but the minute it gets into these meetings and pitches and or recording for that matter and we can't there's no way we can avoid that 10:30 to 12:30 window yeah it's is going to be crazy because she's going to keep calling out to me and say okay i need this paper i need this book because she still can't read the title on the books so uh, you know you need to come here while i'm trying to manage the call while i'm trying to you know do my pitch or trying to close something and this this constant like your brain is divided because your one year is always going to be uh, uh, you know in in her room constantly listening if she's paying attention because these kids come on they do suffer from some form of um attention deficiency right so i have to keep coming running into the room and checking if she's not playing with a toy while the school is on or while the session is on so yes like my attention is constantly divided and some in some cases uh, obviously then i have to say that listen i'm going on a call so i'll go to my wife and say okay now you look at her you take care of her make sure that if she's there or not and even she's juggling even she's jumping around sometimes i have to call my mom and say just sit here and see what she's doing you know because uh, it's it's an important class but i also have an important call so this juggling has has kind of uh, it's definitely made me more alert uh, but there is this constant scare at at the back of my mind that what if she doesn't get used to physical school and i i just i mean knowing her she probably will love to go to a physical place 
but yeah you never know yeah you can you can't predict these things that's a sad part do we see schools starting in june july i don't know peter what do you think uh, this is me being the optimist even if we see schools going back right we're never going back to like a five or six day school week anymore i believe that it's just because you cannot take a kid who looked at a computer screen for so many hours to now suddenly pay attention in class right and like i've had conversations with people who had older kids and you know kids are at least with your daughter the thing is that she won't pay attention or just put the laptop on mute right or just leave the meeting here kids are texting their friends on their mobile phones uh putting like virtual backgrounds to show that they are there but they're not actually attending the class playing video games is all sorts of stuff happening right and it's kind of tough so even if we do go i think we'll go back to like a blended thing where you know say once or twice a week you just show up to class but most of the learning will still happen remotely because i think for everyone they've realized the advantages of online learning right i mean with you know graduate level and postgraduate level programs this has been happening for a while but with kids now you know like you said it's very hard to get them detached from this right because they're also enjoying a convenience i mean can you imagine while you were talking all about this right i was just thinking that how the hell like after a year of kids not wearing uniform to school are you going to like dress them up and take them to school and all of that they just don't understand the concept of wearing a uniform anymore right very good point peter very very good point because when the school actually started i remember last year in july i went to the school and picked up um, the starter kit for her right so it had it had paper crayons paints pencil you know the 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 basic knickknacks of a four and a half year old starting junior kg but um, along with that starter kit there was also this bright uh, florsen orange um, t-shirt with with the school logo so uh, i'm assuming it was you know part of the uniform and on the first day everyone showed up in that right everyone like so the screen is filled with this florsen orange kids but i think in a week or so that's it, it was all out nobody bothered wearing barring a you know a couple of uh, little girls and maybe a, f- a couple of boys but that's it now nobody wears it so you're right i i'm glad you brought that up because the whole concept of you know belonging to a certain entity in this case the school there is no identity that okay i belong to this school because i wear such and such uniform yes they do sing the school song every morning so i i believe that is some form of an identity that okay i go to xyz school because you know this is a school song and it's it's very unique to me but that the uniform which you know uh, a, a lot of a lot of uh, kids um, take pride in that that hey you know this is a uniform of my school i'm so proud to be a part of this and that that would be very interesting to watch when when the schools do start peter yeah you have to keep that bright uh, orange kit ready then another <laughs> and keep ensure that it's washed and ready <laughs> for the next day <laughs> yeah yeah I, i i now that you tell think tell me i have to look for it because i'm not sure which corner of the cupboard have i thrown it in but yes that that's that see again this year there's no school we've all accepted the fact so imagine all these kids who have started school for the first time they'll be completing one entire year sitting at home and 
graduating to the next class it's just unheard of it's in, it's incredible honestly yeah yeah but you know one thing that we kept talking about and you know when it will happen there was so much speculation and will our lives get better once it's around and all of that yes i'm talking about the vaccination so at least in less than a year uh, we've already have a vaccine for covid and uh, i'm very glad like my dad at least based out of the uae and my brother and sister in law have already got it yes we i i remember we did have a we did chat about this uh, sometime back and uh, yes i'm also fortunate that uh, both my parents um, and uh, in-laws um, all four of them are 60 plus and they've also had their uh, shots so my mum uh, suffers from from diabetes and she she falls in that uh, priority of comorbidities that a patient has right um, so there's always that the scare that how will she react to that that shot surprisingly uh, no side effects right because uh, that's that's what the health workers tell you that listen you'll experience certain side effects and we were all kind of bracing for it but she experienced no side effects whatsoever my dad on the other hand who has no uh, comorbidities nothing nothing at all he's 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 a you know built very strong and he had the most severe side effects he had a severe headache uh, body ache fever um, you know I, i think he had a had a bit of a runny nose but just generally he was weakened completely and that took us a little by surprise and shock because here's a mum who you know who's um, who who does suffer who does have certain conditions and we expected her to have these severe severe side effects but it actually turned out to be my dad who had the severe side effects and for 2 3 days he was just like on bed he couldn't even move he couldn't even get out from his room and come to the dining area to eat properly you know so it was it was uh, a little weird but now you know he's good everyone's good and now we're all kind of waiting for that second shot to come what about what about your parents peter did they your dad did, did he experience anything you know similar or your siblings uh so my sister law said she had a bit of like a headache and things like that which is one of the known uh, side effects of taking the vaccine but my dad did have like a few days where he was kind of run down and and but surprisingly that was when he took the second shot So yeah so we just had to tell him to be a little careful and all but otherwise no real complaints i mean uh, i've heard in the southern state in tamil nadu in chennai at least they've been giving people uh, above 18 the vaccine so i wonder when we'll be getting the vaccine you and me yes that that is a question sort of lingering in my mind as well because it's it's something to look forward to you know after a year of lockdown and restrictions and um you know what not obviously mobility has has uh, come back uh, and we we obviously did start moving out and you know we we did take our trips or whatever like things things got well so yes definitely looking forward to it and and um the way if if this drive falls into place then uh, hopefully hopefully we can say bye bye to coronavirus but having said that peter you know where i'm going with this yeah you know i know where you're going with that but i want to hold that thought for a second 
you know while we i was listening to our all these quarantine catch up episodes uh one question that you know we asked ourselves and are also asked all our listeners was what was the first thing that you would do once the lockdown ended and if i recall well nadir you had a kind of strange thing that you wanted to do which was go to office and get your laptop stand we never kind of caught up after that or i never asked you so at this point i want to ask you did you end up getting your laptop stand from office you know it's very strange that you bring this up peter but yes i did manage to get my laptop stand back because god over the months of staring down into your screen can give you the worst stiff neck and shoulder issues and that that laptop stand has been a boon for me because now at least i can i can read or i can look at the screen in eyeliner i don't have to strain my neck too much so as odd and strange as it may sound i wanted to basically be physically fit to even look into a laptop so yes to answer your question i did get my laptop stand back what about you peter i believe you wanted to get a work chair because that clearly has also something to do with your back and your shoulder and your neck issues did you manage to do that unfortunately not i mean I, I don't know why, and it was kind of strange when I was thinking about it. I should have got one then, but uh, yeah, I still haven't got one, and I'm still kind of managing on those uh, dinner table chairs. But you know what? One thing I've at least managed to do is not spend like hours together. So every hour or so, I keep getting up. So so far, the back is fine. Fingers crossed. but uh, yeah that was two of us but i do remember you know some of our listeners talking about getting you know chinese food which i can understand why uh, or even getting a pizza or just going out for a drive and i think uh, those are all those kind of things that we really enjoyed once the unlock happened and uh, even if it was for a brief moment absolutely i mean I I remember the joy of getting out of the house once the restrictions were lifted um and not for groceries or standing in line or uh, and you know quickly running in and getting things you know so at least I I don't want to go back into that zone again uh I I enjoy the fact that I can just go down uh take a short walk uh you know pick up curd milk you know whatever that we probably want and just come back up which was not possible 6 7 months ago so we're recording this on the 29th of march and yesterday which was the 28th of march a sunday commenced two weeks of night curfew here in mumbai at least so peter we've actually completed the entire circle of going into one of the biggest lockdowns the world has ever seen surviving it going through it restrictions being lifted mobility coming back people moving out local transport coming back in and now we've reached a stage exactly a year later and we are staring down the barrel of a potential lockdown all over again i mean what an anti climax that has turned out to be i don't know if we'll ever go back to the same lockdown that we did last year and i hope not for our collective sakes uh just the fact that you will go back to that situation is enough to get the hair on the back of your neck kind of standing again 
yeah uh, because it's it's deja vu right like this is what an actual deja vu really feels like it's it's uh, it, it's just taking me back to the month of march where we decided that that hey let's do this whole corona uh, virus lockdown catch up uh, episodes in in the middle of the week and then we do our regular programming on 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 friday and uh, I, i don't know why but it, i just feel that man it's going to happen again and today 29th of march is uh, you know holy one of the biggest indian festivals and there's nothing happening outside right where people come out and play with water and colors and uh, there's just generally a lot of ruckus early in the morning nothing all you can hear are crows and birds outside there's nobody outside that means the restrictions are in place the cops are definitely patrolling the area ensuring that uh, you know groups don't kind of get together and um, you know play or whatever that they that they do uh, and and it's you just feel that okay something's coming you just don't know what's coming and in fact yesterday or rather last night i read the news that the chief minister of maharashtra has told his um, personnel to start preparing for a lockdown and yeah it's just one of those things we have to just wait and watch irrespective of all the restrictions and the vaccination drives and what not but we could potentially be staring at another lockdown peter i hope not <laughs> no i agree i don't think anyone does so yeah we've talked a lot about you know how things are a year later after the lockdown and uh, quite interesting just to see you know revisit all those memories and all the days that we spent literally cooped up at home yes um, absolutely and in fact i would i would love to understand um, what our listeners also um, probably reminisce about this lockdown and what is it that they look forward to so guys if you have anything interesting to share with us please write to us on popsinapod@gmail.com or you can also just leave a comment on our instagram and facebook pages just look out for pops in a pod and drop in your feedback comment suggestion anything uh, at all but until then see you guys next week as usual we will keep uh, posting new episodes every tuesday and we have some very interesting guests coming up in the month of april as well until then i'm nadir pop and i'm peter pop see you guys